Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you for joining us as we continue our mini series on homeschooling today. And this is episode 306 and it's our fourth episode in our homeschooling series. First off, I'd like to share with you a news headline all the way from France reported by the great group LifeSite News. Quote, French President Emmanuel Macron announced on Friday that he intends to outlaw homeschooling for all children except those who have have a health condition that would justify staying away from school. He also intends to set up control on private independent schools that receive no public funds. In particular, through inspections on the curricula taught there by more severely implementing a recent law that requires such schools to teach a, quote, common core, unquote, defined by a high authority for education, unquote. Now, you might be one of those parents here in the United States thinking, uh, should we homeschool or not? And, you know, sometimes it helps to realize a privilege. Yes, it's a choice, but it's also a privilege that may not be here in the future. In fact, in the not-too-distant future, the government may make a decision for you, or at least, if those get in positions of power— that would require you to favorably teach about things like homosexual activities and transgender issues. So my advice, be thankful living here in the United States that you do have the opportunity to do it. Now, I've shared a number of important items about homeschooling already with you, but today, by far, I'm going to be sharing with you the most important topic I'm going to cover regarding homeschooling. And I'm basically giving the entire episode today to this topic because I guess in large measure, it's not only the most important, it's probably the one you hear least about. In fact, I rarely hear mentioned what I'm going to be mentioning to you. I've been reading and listening and observing things regarding homeschooling for about 30 years, and so today's, today's topic is going to be the most important. But just by way of a preface, if you want to know what makes Steve Wood tick and regarding my outlook for family life, there's three groups of people or three people that have influenced me to a very significant degree and kind of almost like opened up a, a doorway to a, a new way to view family life. Uh, first up was St. John Paul II as a Protestant minister reading the role of the Christian family in the modern world. I've talked about that in the past, and we will talk about that in the future. The second person you may not have heard of is Dr. Alan Carlson, 
and we'll be talking a lot about him today. And third, not really a single person, but a group of speakers in New York at a youth drug prevention conference. And again, it wasn't just about the drugs that was so important. It was about how to prevent drug abuse and how it relates to family life. And those three experiences for me were, in a way, life-changing. But many Catholics have never heard of Dr. Alan Carlson. One reason is he's not a Catholic. He's a Lutheran. He's a conservative Lutheran. But get this. To my knowledge, he is the only Lutheran who had a book published by Ignatius Press. Um, Dr. Carlson knows lots about Catholic social and family teaching. And in fact, as both a historian and sociologist, he knows some things that many even Catholic experts may not know. And his book, published by Ignatius Press, basically was highlighting the transition from the Industrial Revolution to the modern age. Now, you and I are creatures of our time. The Industrial Age, just putting a rough date on it, began in the 1850s. So we don't have any living memory of any kind of transition. Even our grandparents don't have that living memory of a transition from the Industrial Age to the modern age and how that affected the family. And Dr. Carlson is an expert in that transition, and he feels to this day it's the defining issue of family life in the United States. And again, uh, this is something we don't hear about. Now, the book that so shaped my thinking by Dr. Carlson was entitled From Cottage to Workstation, The Family Search for Social Harmony in the Industrial Age. But just the short part of the title, From Cottage to Workstation. Cottage being in early America, the economy was based on agriculture, and that was families working together, or the small village, small town, cottage business and industry where the family cooperated to produce income for the family. Now, that book, in case you're running to Amazon, I think one of the first or second reviews for the book says, you know, you can't get this book anymore. It's out of print. It's costing like a, from $30 to $100. But contact Steve Wood in Port Charlotte, Florida. He might have some copies. Well, we did distrib- distribute copies, but we no longer have any. And so I'm basically going to give it to you today as best I can. And this monumental change that Dr. Carlson highlights, and again, many family life experts totally ignore this or aren't even aware of it. And uh, I wasn't aware of it. And that's why it hit me so hard when I read his book. And it's a bit technical and stuff. It's not like little strategies, what to do with the terrible twos. It's like the really big picture that sometimes you just don't get. And as parents today, it's so easy to be oblivious to the change that has come in family life. But let's go back again just review, early America, 
previous to the 1850s and the Industrial Revolution was agricultural, agrarian families, or small cottage businesses. And it had a twofold effect. One, the most obvious, families work together. But let me just say those three words again. Families worked together. That's really important. Not just families worked or families work together, but families work together. That's number one. And number two, families working together has a dynamic effect on the nature of family life. And the word, and I'm going to use Dr. Carlson's word because I like it, it's called a functionalized family life. And a functionalized family life or something real, a real need or a real production takes place within the family circle, okay? Now, with the Industrial Revelation, excuse me, the Industrial Revolution came a great divorce. And this is the most significant thing that, in, in my estimation, happened to family life that still affects families that are listening to me at this moment via the radio or the internet. And the great divorce in family life was this. It was the separation of work from home. The separation of work life from home life. And again, this is one that kind of just slips under the radar today. We think, well, yeah, of course. There is a separation of work life from home life except during the coronavirus lockdown, work has come home in many cases, but I'll be sharing with this perhaps in the next episode, but just be aware that if everybody is at home using digital means to either work or learn, the digital revolution, which is kind of like after the modern industrial revolution, it atomizes individuals within the family. It doesn't necessarily unify and functionalize the family. So beware, just because everybody is at home, the digital revolution doesn't make that a family life, but an atomized life, an individual segmented and separated life. So just, you know, we're, we're not there yet, okay? So in any case, Dr. Carlson, and I agree with him, believes that this great divorce of work life from family life was the defining issue of family life starting in the 1850s until now, and I mean right now. And initially, what happened? It was fathers who were taken from the home. Uh, fathers used to work in the family circle and within the family circle and work with wives and children. They, they all were working together and when I started St. Joseph's Covenant Keepers and started doing conferences and writing books for Catholic fathers, when I saw this, I go, whoa, this is huge because the better part of your waking life where fathers used to be with their families, they're now away from their families. And then a lot of modern entertainments and sports and everything else, even when the non-working hours are present, fathers are tempted and lured away from the family circle. And this, this is just so devastated family life. And of course, in the modern world, it's no longer just 
fathers who have been taken away, but uh, mothers, of course, now by necessity due to a, and I will call it, a dysfunctional economy requires in so many instances mothers to be away from the family circle. Now, you're going to hear on Catholic radio and TV and magazines and websites and conferences, just buy this book and, you know, your family life will be successful or do this strategy and kids will turn out great or learn this specific uh, technique or new teaching or rediscover teaching and everything will be fine. Here's the bottom line. You can do any or all of those things, and your family will still be under incredible stress, unnatural stress due to the great divorce, changing your family life into a family motel. Now, let's just picture for a moment a motel. You rent a motel room, a big one, for your whole family. So what do you do in a family motel? Well, your cars are parked out front. And when it's time for work, you get in cars and you leave and go work. If you're in a family motel and it's time for education, you get in your cars and leave for education. If you're in a family motel and you want to do recreation. You get in your cars and leave for recreation. If you're in a family motel and you need some goods or food, you get in your car and go get the needed goods. And then the family motel, everyone's everywhere else except the family motel during a good part of the week. But when everyone returns or like returns in the evening and park their car out front, Consume some food, maybe together, maybe not together. Consume some enter entertainment, maybe together, maybe not together. And that is family motel living, but is not family life. This is not family life. And yet family motel living is the norm in the 21st century. This is what has happened. And you know, I'm not saying everybody's horrible for doing this because this is just what is. We think this is normal. It is not normal. This is why this teaching by Dr. Carlson is so vitally important to put into the midst of teaching on modern family life. Now, I want to ask a question. This seems like the ultimate rabbit trail, okay? It is not. Why would a sociologist— and historian like Dr. Carlson write two books on agrarian life and, in addition, an essay on Catholic leadership in the last agrarian crusade that lasted from about 1920 to 1941. What is a family sociologist historian expert doing writing on American agrarian life? Well, it's this. And see, if you back up, family experts, popes, were well aware that the Industrial Revolution was deforming family life throughout the world. And 
leaders in the United States, religious leaders, sociologists were aware that what the changes brought by the factory work versus the homework led to changes in family life. And those who sought to reverse this trend or prevent it from just going right through all society thought that the key to either reversing the trend or preventing it from absolutely eclipsing American life was rural farm life. And that was the key to creating or maintaining functionalized families. And again, a functionalized family is not just simply a family motel where you sleep for the night and consume some food and entertainment and you leave and go do real things. No, something real like growing food and the things you need uh, that you do on a family farm is a functionalized activity. And the family needs to engage in a functionalizing activity to be a functionalized family. Otherwise, you are a family motel. And that is a huge step difference from the natural family structure that God has created. Now, in the United States, there was a strong national movement in the 1920s to basically promote agrarianism or country family life, and it fizzled at the end of the 1920s. And there was one last strong move after the 20s to promote and save the small family-centered farm on the American landscape. And it was led by Catholics. And most Catholics, except for a very small group of Catholics, aren't aware of this. And they weren't just doing this because, you know, they like growing tomatoes or something. They were doing this because they saw a functionalized family was significantly different in kind from what was being created in the American metropolitan culture, and particularly with the industrialized uh, factories and now the corporate lives pulling parents away from the family circle, uh, work is away from the home, and Catholics were some of those, in fact, were those who are leading this movement. Dr. Carlson has an article entitled Flee to the Fields, the Emergence of the Midwest Catholic Leadership in the Last Agrarian Crusade between 1920 and 1941. And he writes the history of the Catholic agrarian movement at that time. And it was led by a Catholic priest and backed up by like Catholic popes. But it basically failed. It was a noble effort uh, trying to reverse what they knew was eating at the very heart of American families. Now, the movement failed because their strategy for reversing the decline in family life brought on by industrialization was to rely on certain government programs— to rely, and this is Catholic leadership, good people doing the right thing for the good of the American family. They, they sensed and saw the need, but they relied on government subsidies, government programs created from taxing people to 
basically extract money to fund these things for the good of the family. And, you know, bottom line, you know, it costs $20 basically to get that essay. I just told you about the Flee to the Fields essay by Dr. Carlson. It's on the uh, Chesterton Review. It's $20 to get it. But, you know, there are literally millions being spent by Catholic leaders wanting the best for America and extracting funds through taxation from the American population to fund these programs. And, you know, this is probably the most important that has occurred in the last 150 years, and it failed miserably because government funded programs, and I know some social experts hate to hear this, they just don't cut it. They don't have a certain life to them that they otherwise should have. Um, There is a book that Dr. Carlson wrote, in addition to uh, From Cottage to Workstation, it's entitled The New Agrarian Mind, the movement towards decentrist thought in 20th century America. And he basically goes through the attempt to preserve our society and to preserve the family, because you have to preserve the family to preserve the society. And he saw that it was the agrarian leadership, the agrarian Catholic leadership, that was attempting to reverse this trend. And they thought, Family life on the farm was the key to doing it. And so he goes through this, what, this book is about 214 pages. And I read the book, and then I came to the last three pages, which I dare say, and our family was already homeschooling for a couple of decades, but this is like an earthquake. I'm looking at my book right now of the last three pages of Dr. Carlson's book, Again, it's entitled The New Agrarian Mind, and unfortunately, it's really expensive. All his books, I think, are out of print, and they run from $30 to over $100. I would gladly pay over $100 for this book, and I would gladly pay over $100 for the last three pages, but I'm going to get it to you. Okay, he goes through, and, you know, Dr. Carlson is an agrarian at heart. And he was rooting for the Catholic leadership to try to preserve family life in the 20th century through the agrarian movement. And he basically shows it failed. And then he said this. The new agrarians either denied or ignored the one change that could invigorate working homes, namely homeschooling. From Bailey and Zimmerman to Barry, the agrarian imagination failed on the question of education. They all understood, and get this, the primary source of family weakness came from the stripping away of functions from the household, from the steady transfer or surrendering of parts of the home economy to government's corporations, and paid specialists. And get this, they also properly understood that the rebuilding of strong families 
would require of at least some of these productive functions to the household. But with the limited exception of one Catholic priest, they could never really imagine that this might begin with the return of primary and secondary education to the home. They failed to understand its real potential. Fixated on agriculture and other physical matters, all the new agrarians sought to recreate functional homes using the existing and largely government-operated schools or elite-run projects such as the extension service. What would bring the change? Rather, it would be the radical, simple act of parents teaching their own children in their own dwellings that would turn out to be the key to recreating working homes. You see, it has to be a refunctionalized home. Now, I'm not saying homeschooling is the only way to do this, but Dr. Carlson has looked at this over the past 150, 170 years. He puts his finger on exactly what went wrong that's ignored by so many family experts. And he's showing the history of trying to correct this. And lo and behold, those who weren't trying to save the family in the modern world, they just thought, hey, you know, things aren't going well down the street at the public school. Um, things aren't going well in our culture. Maybe we should just start homeschooling. And for instance, Dr. Carlson, a Lutheran, is fully on board with recognizing that being generous in the service of life is a good sign of family health. And who is having lots of babies? It's single paycheck homeschoolers. Why? Because the family has been refunctionalized. It says in Canada, the average family size for home educators were 3.46 children, more than double the national mean. And it seems that once having tasted household freedom in the act of home education, the family looks for other ways to grow and become refunctionalized. Well, that's, that's what homeschooling can do. And it's far more than getting your kids into a fancy college or doing well academically and standardized tests. The key to getting your children to heaven is a functionalized family, and homeschooling has promised to do that. And by the way, if you want to take that uh, second step, you might consider farm schooling and basically recovering some uh, agricultural activities along with your homeschooling. I've written a little book entitled Farming Faith and Family Life, and amazingly, Dr. Carlson asked me for several copies to distribute. You might get one too at dads.org, and it's also available on Kindle. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 306 of Faith and Family Radio. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org.